All right. And what I didn't ask you is you want to be, you want to be called KJ, right? Please, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. All right. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess, Paulette Reese-Denis. And right now, I am coming to you from Palm Springs, California, my new home, just moving from Portland, Oregon. And today, we have a guest from way across the pond, <laughs> from, from the UK. And I really am so excited to introduce KJ to you. I'm really excited to meet KJ myself as a fellow musician, recording artist, and entrepreneur. So KJ, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Glad to be here, all the way from London. <laughs> and, and so you have had um, quite the career already yes. as a recording <laughs> artist and performer and businesswoman and mother and yeah. you know many other things that we all do, right, as entrepreneurs. So why don't you why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been singing ever since I was um, in my early teens at school. I was in my first band at 16, and I always knew from, from a young age that music is definitely the career path that I wanted to follow. Um, my parents were a lot more sensible and suggested I try and find something else to fall back on um, in my pursuit of superstardom, which hasn't quite happened, but I'm actually quite glad about that, to be honest. Um, it's, a, it's such an inconsistent business to, to earn a full-time income from. So over the years, I've had to diversify and do other things and explore other skills I've got. So I'm a qualified legal PA, and I've basically utilised that alongside my music over the years and it's been really helpful because it's helped give me a much bigger overview of the corporate commercial world and how businesses work so that sort of piqued my interest for entrepreneurialism and how creative companies work especially within the media and the entertainment industries so I've sort of taken that knowledge on board and I went and studied a master's degree in music business management at Westminster University um, about 10 years ago now that I graduated. But that information, I've sort of taken elements of that and sort of evolved, I guess, as a creative entrepreneur. So now I run um, a, a, a live music consultancy with my husband and we provide singers and session musicians for various different artists, tours and one-off shows and events. And I, it's helped me manage my own career as an artist and a singer-songwriter. So we've only just um, established ourselves as uh, an independent label as well. And I'm going to be releasing my first single and first album um, imminently. Yay. So it's all very exciting, but having to do all of that and obviously sometimes juggle the day job with gigs and I have a six-year-old son as well, so it is a massive juggling act. <laughs> a lot of, that's a lot of juggling going on there. Yes, and very. I totally did it. I totally did it. You know, I mean, as a, uh, I also have my own label and have recorded on other labels and performed around the world and put out a lot of uh, recordings, but uh the legal aspect is a whole nother ball game <laughs> exactly and it's it's really interesting how 
really the law it's like a it's like a game of chess if you know the right moves it can put you in a very good and very strong position but if you're not aware of how things work in your industry you can end up falling foul to so many people that want to take advantage of you especially within the in the arts i've heard so many horror stories as i'm sure you have over the years of people that have signed really bad deals and you know they they've ended up being ripped off by various different agents or management or labels and um it can be very, very tricky if, if you don't know what you're doing right and i'm actually one of those <laughs> oh, no. well i think we've all been there to some extent it's um it's part Which, of the journey i mean just that whole picture is so sad yeah. why does it have to happen why does it have to be that way yeah why can't we just uplift and support each other and make it real and make it a profitable, abundant, joyful experience all the way around. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, in the music business, we all know there's lots of crazy, crazy things going on between the partying and drugs and yeah. <laughs> who you know, when you know, where you are. Yeah. Instead of just honoring who we are as artists. Exactly. I think it's very easy to get sort of sucked in to, to all the all the pretty fun stuff on the outside, especially when you're young. You know, you, you feel called to do this, this amazing, you know, gift and, and deliver it to the world. But you get waylaid by all the other stuff that goes with it. And you can, you can if you're not a strong enough person, be sidetracked by that and make that becomes more of an issue than it should be. Mm. And I think obviously in, in music, the whole sex, drugs and rock and roll is very prevalent. Even now with this new generation of millennials um, who are, tend to be a little bit more sensible, I think, than my generation from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> They're a lot more sensible, um, which is great. You know, you want them to have their heads screwed on and to do their research and know what they're getting into. And there's so many creative young people out there now, which is brilliant. Well, and don't you think a lot of that has to do with, I mean, I'm, I'm older than you, so I was back in the day before computers and <laughs> internet, and, but there's so much more available, but there's also so much more knowledge available. Yeah. Right? I think it's a double-edged sword, to be honest. Wow. It's kind of fragmented the market quite a bit, hmm. and it's made it harder for people to really make an impact online unless you have some genius social media campaign, which can cost next to nothing, or unless you have the backing of um, multimedia conglomerates and the whole branding and the massive amounts spent on PR campaigns. It's very difficult, I think, for, for young artists to, to sort of break through and really um, make their mark as a commercial selling artist because the market is so fragmented and everybody's putting out albums and everybody's funding things themselves and you know i think i think that's probably the hardest part now for, for younger younger artists yeah i can see that that makes sense double is uh, yeah so but we still still try and do our thing don't we <laughs> yes. because why why I just think it's um, it's one of those things. You're you're blessed with these gifts, and most people feel a calling. Like you just feel like you're not complete as a. It's an outlet of self-expression. 
if you're political or spiritual, it's a great outlet for those views. I just think it's, it's, in, it's an inherent part of your personality, really. Some people are better at expressing it than others. And music is, is a, a fantastic and really multidimensional art form to be able to, to get that expression out there. And that's so good. You said something about that. If it wasn't for music, you would die. I don't know what I do. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I, I totally get that. I mean, as, as creative, in this case, entrepreneurs, but just as a, as a creative human, we're all creative. And to be able to express ourselves and to live, live our creation and continue to be inspired and to inspire and to grow and to uplift. I mean, it's such a beautiful gift, even though we all have that. I, yeah. I think everybody has that, but everybody uses it in a different way, which is yeah. interesting. Definitely. I mean, even if you look at children, for example, most children and babies, they just have this innate response, positive response to music. It doesn't matter how old they are, all children love music and and somewhere along the line that diminishes whether it's because other things take over and they prefer say football or or whatever it is and playing with lego but i think those children that are in touch with themselves and i i think probably get a lot more support from their their whoever's raising them um, I think those children are the ones that, that tend to listen to that calling a little bit more and, and follow where that leads. There's a really great quote, which I adore, and I think has sort of um, been the one that's, that's guided me. And it's, um, I don't even know who, who said it, but it's, if you follow the stars, oh gosh, hang on a minute. Um, if you follow the stars, they'll lead you to your destiny. So you may not get to be a star, but if you follow them, they will lead you to your destiny. And I love that. I just think that's so true. And isn't it all about the journey? Yeah, it is all about the journey, but I think you only, you only get that as you get older. I really think that's something, a wisdom that sort of comes with age. It's true, it's true. And you know, especially when you're younger, you think, oh, I have to be that. I have to get to this place. I have to have yeah. that goal. I want to be yeah. a car or whatever it is, instead of allowing the unfolding uh, and, allow, and, and enjoying the journey. Absolutely. I think um, when you're young, like I say, you have so many other outside influences that can affect your life choices and decisions and you know, everyone has their various just general life dramas as they as they pass through time. And it like you like you say, it really is about enjoying the journey and where you are now. But again, I think some of these millennials probably understand that a little bit better than our generations did with this whole mindfulness thing because mindfulness is is part of that practice. It's part of enjoying each day, each moment as it comes, because nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. And it is actually about the here and the now, like us having this conversation, yeah. which is, you know, it's fantastic across across the world. You know, know different time zones and technology is enabled this to happen, which is awesome. So I do think that yeah, enjoy each moment as it comes along. And yes, there's always going to be stress and hard times, but 
I think the music is, especially if you're a creative entrepreneur, it is the one thing that gives us that hope. It gives us that outlet, that release. And that even if you may not, like I say, reach the stars, so to, so to speak, you can still end up having an amazing journey and, and really develop yourself, your skills and meet some fantastic people. And if you're lucky, the other stuff, making a decent income, leaving a legacy um, is, is, is an added bonus. And I, I just think I, it's a bonus in some ways, but it's also everyone's right. Yeah, I, I would actually agree with that. Yeah. If you have something to say and you're, you're talented enough and you really feel you have a space. And I think the internet has really given people at that space now. We don't have to. It shouldn't be so hard for people to put their work out there for the world to see and, and share, to share with people. Because I, I think if you ask 10 people an opinion on one track, for example, you're going to get 10 different answers. Right on. You know, and with the internet, you have a world territory, literally at the click of a button, click of a mouse. I think that's amazing, really. The power that we have now to communicate our stories with the rest of the world is, is just incredible. So good and just to be able to stand up and do that and I think that's the hardest part for most people is to actually stand up to be seen even though that's everyone's inherent desire you know and everyone yeah. a, a basic human need is to feel significant absolutely yeah I think again a lot of people that become creative and use art forms as a form of expression they're very often the ones that harbor really deep insecurities and have perhaps suffered real trauma. And it's their way of processing those things. Um, and I think it, it takes a very brave person really to be able to just put their soul literally on the line and say, Hey, here I am. This is what I've done. This is what I'm about. Um, and I, I think true creatives, the people that would do this regardless of whether they're making money or not, they really can relate to this. But as you know, there's the other side of the coin in the industry where, well, it's just commercial. It's just about making money. It's not about authenticity. It's about fads and fame and fortune and the, ne the kind of negative traits, I think, um, that I'm, I'm not really... It's not something I would choose to pursue those those elements or get too involved in that because I do this regardless. So, um, nice. yeah. So, yeah. what is your main? Is your main passion is singing? Yes, I love performing. I'm definitely a a stage performer. I just love being on stage with the band. You perform with your husband? I have done. Yeah, that's how we met twenty years ago. Now, yeah. Great. Yeah, we were on tour. <laughs> I know, my husband and I have been on stage together for over 35 years. Oh, fantastic. Wow. So yeah. you know, you know what it's like. It's, oh, um, so yeah, when it's, when it's good, it's great. But I think for two people to a couple that are, are raising family and putting a roof over your head and paying those bills, and it can be really challenging at times for two people that have inconsistent income. Um, to start off with, at least in the industry, it's very, very difficult and it can cause a lot of, you know, there's a lot of challenges along the way. But, so, what, um, so with those challenges, what 
what feeds you to keep going? I think it's the, the passion for what we do. And I think the fact that we respect each other's talent enough and really believe in each other as well as ourselves. Um, and, and like we were saying, I think if you don't have that, that outlet to express yourself and, and the everyday frustrations of day-to-day -day life and paying the bills, music is, an, is a perfect way to just forget all about that. Because the minute you get on stage and the lights come on and the band starts playing and the audience is there cheering and they're just there to have a good time. They don't care about whether you paid your mortgage or not that month. They just, <laughs> want, you know, they just want to have a good time. So, you know, I think in those moments, it's just like, yes, this is why I do what I do because you're connecting with people and all the other stuff doesn't matter because it is the mindfulness thing it's the here it's the now it's the energy you get from that positive reaction to your music i think that oh, just keeps you going <laughs> and it's such a high <laughs> it's awesome i love it <laughs> wow and so okay so what do you do so you're married, you have a child, you're performing, yeah. you're doing all these bits and pieces of your business. What do you do to take care of yourself? Well, to be honest, before I had my son, not a lot. <laughs> I would obviously do the usual overindulge and go out for drinks with my friends. Or if somebody was having a gig, I'd get on the guest list and, you know, go and hang out and have lots of late nights. Um, and I like my food. I'm a bit of a foodie, carry a few extra pounds. So I'll be there, you know, snacking, not really thinking about what I'm eating, but just kind of engrossed in my work. So I think when you have a child, well, for me anyway, completely changed my perspective on my career. And I wasn't the priority anymore. I loved being my own boss. I loved putting myself first because I think a lot of musicians and artists to some extent have an ego. But when you have a child, really and truly, that all comes second. You have a little person who is a good priority. You have to keep them alive, the starters, <laughs> clothe them, oh, yeah. them. <laughs> You know, when you've got a newborn baby screaming and you've got no idea what to do, I think every new mum has been there, those sleepless nights and you're just like oh my gosh <laughs> so I for the first time ever in my whole life I actually took um took about a year out of music and I've never done that before but I wanted I was still breastfeeding and I was very into attachment parenting so I'd wear my son in a sling literally strapped to me all day and he was so totally happy for the first you know six months of his life until he started wanting to to explore and move around himself and start crawling um so for me that was just the best the best thing to have that time out and it made me really reflect on my journey as an artist and what it is I wanted and I was actually prepared to give it all up because it was very difficult to to get work at that time um it was generally quite slow in the UK and a lot of the artists that I had been on tour with had found other people and I'd just done a few bits and bobs gigs, but nothing really major. And I was thinking, well, this is going to be very difficult to sustain an income. Now that I have this little one, what do I do? So I started exploring other business options and decided to, to use my skills working from home so I could be around for him. And um, I registered him in a little nursery just to 
um, couple of days a week to start with. And I kind of got my mojo back after that. I was like, actually, I shouldn't have to give it all up just because I'm a mum. Right. It's something that can work alongside because if I'm happy, my son's going to be happy. He's going to pick up on the vibes if I'm not happy. So it was only when I had him, the whole self-care thing really became an issue. And I realized, hang on a minute, you've got to slow down, take your time. You'll get to where you need to get to just a little bit every day towards your goals, setting up your business, making sure things, the admin side of things, the tech and software side of things is all in place. And my motto became work smarter, not harder. And I really think a lot of people make life so difficult for themselves by not letting go of stuff that they don't need. And if you can't do something, I guarantee you there is someone out there that can do it for you. And you Ooh, might not even have to pay for it. You know, there's favors. Call in favors. You have friends, creative people, tech people, whatever you need to do. Don't be afraid. Pick up the phone, drop them an email. And that, again, is like a weight off your shoulders. You can be free to do other stuff. I think that's such a really good point because we do get caught up in that. Oh, I can't afford anybody to help me or I don't know how to hire someone or, oh, no one will do it as good as I do it. Well, I've said that a million times. (laughs) (laughs) um, But there are people who, that's why people specialize in things, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like I'm not really good at this particular thing, but somebody else is and please do it so I can focus on the things that feed me and then also bring in more income, bring more yeah. time, whatever that, that issue is, right? I think that's yeah. really, really, really important as an entrepreneur. That Definitely. That there are people who can help you so that you do the thing that you're really good at. This is what I discovered when I set up my um, virtual assistant side of my business because we were running the live music consultancy and that was mainly my husband's thing I didn't get involved in that too much unless it was for session vocals um so with the virtual assistant side of thing it enabled me to use my legal PA um background and general I'm quite good at organizing and admin and um I started to just talk to other PAs and uh, there's a big community online, especially in the Facebook groups. Um, and so many PAs were just really disenfranchised with the whole, their, just their whole careers really, especially working mums because so many corporate firms want, you know, they, they're clock watchers. They want you there before you're supposed to start. They want you to stay a little bit later. They want you to work through your lunch hours. And they're literally, they, they want blood. And at the end of the day, by the time you get home to your kid after commuting or traveling in and out of London, you know, an hour and a half, you know, you're exhausted. You've got nothing left to give anybody else. And I think so many people get caught in that hamster wheel, that trap of the commute and the office job. But the digital economy has made it so much easier for people that are pretty tech savvy to be able to tap into still using their skills, but in a completely different way. Right. They can work from home. They can set their own hours. They can just set up their little website. They can do networking. They can have Zoom conferences and Skype like we're doing now. And it just it makes it so much easier to have more freedom. Um, so I really don't understand why a lot of these big corporations insist on their staff going into the office to do the same thing that they could do from home. I just don't see the point. So 
I think um, that was one thing that fueled my my need for freedom so I could be around for my son and do my music when I felt like it rather than having to try and get some energy after doing a full day in the office, going into the studio, writing and recording. That's the last thing I wanted to do after doing nine hours in the office. You know? Ooh, I remember those days too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come in the morning and <laughs> yeah, after a gig the night before, you still got to get up for work the next day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, good times. They were definitely good times. I don't want to do them anymore, but no, exactly. I think as you get older as well, you just get tired. <laughs> don't have the energy I had twenty years ago. You know, and it is important to realize what your priorities are and what your focus wants to be, where you want to be. And, um, you know, so much of it is mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, how you view what you're doing instead of, oh, poor me, I'm a martyr and a victim, but oh, wow, look at what I can do. Yeah. Right? You know, and I think that's really important. And, you know, taking care of oneself and having... <sighs> having inner connection and inner peace and clarity about what you really are desiring to do and where you want to go with your business so that you yeah. do have the freedom you want to have be with your son. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, because you can. Yeah. You know, you yeah. Can. Yeah. Where is it written? We must all go to school, get our qualifications, go and get a job, stay in that job, draw your pension it's not that's a different generation's mindset. And I think my parents have found that a little bit tricky to, to come to terms with or get their head around. Um, again, they're from a very um, post-war uh, Britain era when you've got a job, you've got a job for life. And when you retire, you get your gold watch and your golden handshake and you draw your pension and it's all very lovely. But it's just, it's just not like that now. Right. Very, very rarely. So true. It's a whole different generation, 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 generation. And so many different opportunities and so many changes in the world and in technology and in opportunities. And um, that's so good. So um, I wanted to ask you about your podcast. Yes, it's a work in progress. Um, I haven't really sorted out much of the tech side of things at the moment, so I'm keeping it really simple. Um, but it's basically stemmed from the idea that as an artist, there's not many podcasts out there for artists talking about their journey and their own work. There might be a lot of well-known people um, speaking about other things they do, but grassroots, everyday people, the, the people behind the scenes in the industry, the, the promoters, the agents, the session musicians, the backing vocalists, the songwriters, the studio engineers, the lighting techs, all of these people don't really get an opportunity to talk about their job. And they're some of the most interesting, fascinating people because they've, they've been doing what they've been doing for donkey's years. They've got great skills, great CVs. They've probably traveled halfway across the world. They've got some really great stories to tell, although I know what goes on tour stays on tour is the general <laughs> rule of thumb. Um, not to spill the beans and talk about artists behind their backs. But I just think there's some, some really great characters to talk to. So that's my intention is to start interviewing people. And I have a list as long as my arm of people that are willing to, to have a chat really and just talk about their journey and what's made them want to work in the music industry and, and just give tips as well to young people that are sort of 
are looking for pointers and guidance and, and how to start out and to help avoid the pitfalls. Oh, that's so good. That's so good and so important and I think so needed. Yeah, although there's a lot of information nowadays out there. All you've got to do is, you know, use good old search engines and you can find pretty much whatever it is you want to find. But I think hearing it from people that have been there makes a big difference. So you're not just like you said, grassroots to, you know, baker stars too. But yeah, exactly. How do you get started? Where do you go? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of questions that young young people, you know, need to know. Well, anyone, not even young people, but just anybody. I think I think that's another thing about the industry, that the whole rise of, of the internet and making music more accessible means that anybody, any age, can can start their music career. It's not just exclusively young people. I think there's a lot more, a hell of a lot more, advice online and available for young people than there has ever been. When I was starting out, it was so difficult for anyone to take you seriously. And it was all about getting a manager or getting an agent or getting so, a record deal. So do you think it's because you were a woman that they weren't taking you seriously or why? I think a little bit of that because it's very patriarchal, very much so, the music industry. And if you're a woman with brains and you're savvy and you know your legal stuff, hell yeah they're, they're, they're intimidated by you and especially if you're vocal with it you've got a mouth you're you know you're difficult <laughs> love it <laughs> so, yeah. wow cool well and so okay so so your next your next uh, couple of things is you've got a new cd coming out Yes, I do. It, well, it's not a CD actually. It's just a digital on digital platforms. I've got a debut single called Natural High, which is coming out on all the usual digital platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, all of that. Um, well, literally within the next couple of weeks. And then I'll be, hopefully, I haven't decided yet which single, um, but there'll be another single and then I'll be releasing the album. So, but it's been a work in progress. It's taken a long time just to, to get to this point where I'm comfortable at just saying, oh, you know what, this is what I've done. Here you go. Just get it out there and, and let people decide if they like it. Great. If they don't, then pass by, you know, it's something for everybody. So I'm hoping people will like it. <laughs> so good. Well, good luck. And, and I can't wait to hear that when that comes out. And of course, I'll put all your links and everything in here. Good luck with your podcast. I just think that is brilliant. Thank you. Uh, it's going to be so good and so fun. I mean, I just love people's stories. People's yeah, stories, me too. You know, yeah. it's just so juicy and um, it's so inspiring. And we all need we all need to know what other people are doing. Yeah, I, I do. You know, it's not all about me. <laughs> Well, exactly. Yeah, I think it can give you perspective on your own journey when you talk to other people, especially other people that may have struggled and had a bit of a hard time, or you know that might be lacking in confidence. And you know, you just want to be able to support people. I'm I'm the first person to to lend a hand. I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm the go-to woman. If anyone wants any sort of business advice or whatever, I'm the 
you know, I'll just talk to my friends and I'll send them so many links they'll wish they never asked because it means they've actually got to do some research now. But I am I am that person. I'm quite happy to talk for hours and if anyone, you know, wants a hand or questions or whatever, that's just that's just my nature. But yeah, I love it. I really do love it and I like I like to be inspired by people's enthusiasm as well. Well, thank you for sharing your beautiful soul and your knowledge and your talent. Thank you. Thank voice. you for having me. Yeah. And, um, so good. And thanks for being here. And everyone out there in Heart and Hustle land, thank you for being here for another episode of Heart and Hustle Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers with our special guest today from the UK. Uh, and um, thanks for taking the time and uh, everyone else out there. If you have any questions, please feel free to email her, connect with her, check out her links and her music. Uh, so good and so good. And uh, continue staying on here with me as well. Paulette Ristini, your tribal hostess, your movement and motivator and passion instigator, bringing you another episode of Heart Hustle. So until we meet again, mm -hmm. many blessings, my friends.